Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Go ahead. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, okay, but for real, do you ever get like the wild urge to eat just a fuck ton of food? Like, I mean, yeah. But like for competitions. No. <laughs> so there's this place uh, called Arturo's and they have a burrito that uh-huh. is 24 pounds. That is... I... No. That is a, that is a toddler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's your average, what, one and a half year old? Something like that, yeah. So I don't know. How big are babies? I don't give a fuck. Wait, so aren't some newborns that big? No, no. never mind. Jesus. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, oh, no, Chunk was... Oh, are we too... High. It's fine. I... No, 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 don't... Okay. I can adjust on here, too. Okay. I'm sure this is fine. I just turned it down here. Okay. Continue, continue. I don't know that I want to. <laughs> no, so uh, just every so often, I'm like, what if I got myself really hungry mm-hmm. and I took on that 24 Falcon Pound Burrito? Has it anyone... Yes. And you know who it always is? Mm-hmm. Skinny little cunts. Oh. It's skinny people because they don't have fat pressing in around their stomach. So they have lots of space to like inflate. That's funny. That's what I think anyway. I have the no scientific day, proof on that. You, you saw this. The other, you witnessed this. The other day I ate an, an entire, entire burrito. burrito. I was so proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> I was going to say something while you were eating it because you were on my couch because guys, Jen's home. <laughs> yeah. We're together. Reunited and feels so good uh-huh. uh anyway no yeah you were eating it on my couch and i was watching you like oh my god she's gonna she's like half done with that burrito yeah, but she's you, not even slowing you down you know if you said something you would you like, have spooked me like absolutely a... absolutely you would have <laughs> like a fawn in the forest <laughs> <laughs> i can't eat a whole burrito <laughs> meanwhile i'm on my sixth like come on kid let's go <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was really proud of you. Is that a yeah. weird thing to be proud of? I was very proud of myself. I've I stood up and announced it. <laughs> never in my life have you ever done that before. <laughs> I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've finished an entire uh, Qdoba or Chipotle burrito. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I believe that. Whereas I can count on one hand the number of times I haven't finished a fucking burrito. Mm-hmm. I could do that if I was missing a hand. <laughs> I have never not finished a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> you were missing. If I, I you know, know, were an Agrabah stealing melons <laughs> and somebody removed my hands, I would still. Okay. I don't know. That's what I think of when I think of people having their hands chopped off. <laughs> Aladdin. But like also it hinders your appetite somehow. No. I guess it'd be a little distracting. I could do it. <laughs> I would eat it off my tits. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, welcome to this podcast. It's haunted. I'm Jen and that's Kate and this is getting weird already. <laughs> it's it was always been weird. This, yeah. yeah. This is like episode 40. These fuckers are used to this. Yeah. It's something um, like that. Is it? What number are no, we on? I think we're on 38. We're close. We are close. Weird. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I really want a burrito now, but I... As I just expressed to you, I just ate four hot dogs and I feel like crap. So mm. I don't actually want a burrito, but spiritually, you yeah. I've, there's never a time in my life where you're. I'm like, mm-hmm. if somebody were like, "Kate, you want to go get a Qdoba? and I said no to you, I'm a pod person. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> that's like that's gonna be our tell. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that's what. It's like do. me with guacamole. If I say no to avocado-based products, it's I've 
been so body snatched. <laughs> I made uh, vegetarian black bean burgers with mm-hmm. spicy uh, sriracha and guacamole last night. Oh, my God. And then we had extra guacamole to eat with chips with oh Beth and Dan. God. Neither one of them ate any of the extra guacamole. I'm sorry. I... What? Yeah. I don't know if they're real. <laughs> I'm a little... I'm concerned about their health and safety. I'm a little offended. <laughs> also, me too. Did I was that like... guacamole go to waste? <laughs> don't tell me. Jen, part of it did. Don't. Oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry. I did everything I could. Oh. I literally ate as much guacamole, guacamole. as I could. <laughs> it never had a chance. It never had a chance. <laughs> Oh, God. Why? It's one ambition in life. <laughs> Why? There is no God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it went bad. And I, I, psh, I my guacamole is good. I don't know. Like I didn't All guacamole know. is good. True. Accurate. Even shitty guacamole is good. Yep. Yep. True. I'm so hurt. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll we'll make you guacamole this week. Thank you. It's gonna Just be eat our weight in avocado sometime. I bet everyone listening to this is like real mad at us for getting them horny for burritos like <laughs> okay but again kind of not on us who's not horny for burritos all the time and also yeah, agree, political statement right here yeah if you love burritos mm-hmm. and you love mexican food you better oppose that fucking wall yeah real talk, like, real talk. every if you if you are anti-mexican immigration you don't a, get to have any more even tacos a taco bell in yeah. the last six years Shame on you. Exactly. Shame. Shame. Ding, ding, ding. Shame, shame, shame. (sighs) Are you the one who had the shame bell for a while after that episode came out? No. One of my friends had the app where they could shake their phone and it would be that crazy nun shouting shame, shame, shame. Game of Thrones, by the way, in case you're confused. In case you didn't live with me. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> We're just here having our own private conversation, and that's... sometimes we forget that people listen to this shit. Literally, that's what this entire show is. It's people listening in on our friendship. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, guys. We're glad you're here. Um... I was going to try to segue. Today we're talking about <laughs> ghosts in Ireland, which has absolutely nothing to do with guacamole. Wait, is the Red Keep filmed in Ireland? Because you could have done um, it right there. Well, Game of Thrones parts of it are filmed there. Yeah. I feel like you didn't I, even try. King's Landing is filming, filmed in Croatia. Actually. Oh. I just Croatia's played the beautiful. Game of Thrones board games. How'd you do? I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Who did you play as? Lannisters. Do you always play as the Lannisters? No. Oh. I'm is that just... why you failed? No. You were just outmaneuvered? It was, yeah. I got bested. It's fine. That's, yeah. It's sometimes that's, <laughs> that's why I prefer cooperative games because I'm too competitive. Yeah. And so like. So am I. We should never play against each other. No. Nope. Ever. Because we have a hard would... enough time playing with each other. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but I would rather fight about the rules of Harry Potter Hogwarts battle <sighs> with you than with any other schmuck. So I mean, only we would find a way to like almost ruin our friendship over a cooperative game. <laughs> nah, the friendship was never really in, in serious jeopardy. Just yeah. my inviting you over to my fucking house was. <laughs> I don't know. It's like when we fight about movies, which we will not discuss at now <laughs> at the moment. Um, I do have a segue right now. Are you ready? Yeah. My inspiration for picking this week's episode yes. was because I was stuck on a phrase in my head. Uh-huh. And I couldn't fucking place it. I thought it was about Brigadoon at first. Mm. And it was just this like deep accent 
and it was but we'll, we'll all wake up in Tiernanog and I was like oh what the fuck is that from Titanic Titanic <laughs> <laughs> it has been bothering me for days before I figured it out and then I was like oh there's our next episode yeah <laughs> that's then, the, yeah no I know exactly what it is yeah. it's the poor third class mom and her two little kids yep. and she's telling them this bedtime story as, as the waters bed, rise as they're gonna just fucking drown and it's so sad and then it cuts to like you know the little the cute Strauss couple just cuddling in bed do you know who that's supposed to be yeah the Ida Macy's in Isidore Strauss yeah they're Macy's department store yes yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another fun fact. Uh, when I was a youth in my days of yore, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a short-lived television program that I fucking lived for. Okay. And I guarantee you it's a garbage show now, but at the time I thought it was the greatest thing that has ever existed. What is it? Why are you going It's this? called <laughs> The Mystic Knights of Tir Nanog. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those Fox Kids shows. Mm. And it was, I'm sure, objectively, it is the worst. I just had to Wikipedia it because it was coming back to me. Mm-hmm. And it seems objectively terrible. Oh, boy. And so uh, I'm going to make it my mission to find it this week and watch all of it. Yeah. You should post it. Yeah. On. And, you know, sometimes those shows that I thought would be garbage were surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Freakazoid and... Uh, the Tick, really great shows mm-hmm. that I loved as a youth. Rocco's Modern Life, mm-hmm. and then there's Young Hercules. <laughs> Young Hercules, oh. oh. where Ryan Gosling got his start. Ryan Gosling was in that. You Google that shit right now, Jeffiner. Doing it. That is the truth. It was oh. Ryan Gosling's first show. It was a direct ripoff of the Kevin Sorbo. Like, it was the same costumes and everything. Wait till you see the centaur. I'm really excited yeah. about this. Young Hercules. Yep, yep, there it is. <laughs> Any of you hearing the tip-tapping of my keys, I'm Googling it. Oh, that's good. That's very good. I actually don't think I saw this. Wow, it's a fuck. I was imagining fi- a cartoon, but that is totally him. Yep, there he is. That's wow. I had the jump on that early. I knew exactly who that was. He was on my wall early days. <laughs> oh, that's uh, very good. Ryan Gosling, if you listen to the show, uh, I loved the shit out of you back in those days, and thanks for being in my life. I just really appreciate you. Quick, Google smolder. Centaur. Google Centaur. Just, Young Hercules Centaur. Okay, it's terrible. Like, I'm going to need something more than that. Ah, oh, come oh, on. no. Yeah. This? Yep, there he is. Oh, dear. Isn't that the worst thing you've ever seen? Guys, for those of you who are not enjoying this with us Google live. along with us. <laughs> Google Young Hercules Centaur. Uh, it has the, you know, traditional oh, God. <laughs> mystic uh, black leader who's like... Also a centaur. <laughs> and it's the worst centaur body you've ever seen. Oh, it's no. it's early CGI. It's oh, really no. bad. It's so bad. It's really bad. Oh, dear. What was his name? Chiron? I think so. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Good for me, Kate. Good job. Good job. Good job. There's a young Hercules wiki. I'm going to need you to send that shit to me. <laughs> That's. There is a young Hercules wiki. That's, um, yep. I'm about to be the main contributor. This has gotten pretty far off the rails. <laughs> so what I'm saying is there's a lot of garbage out there and I watched all of it because television raised me and that's how I am the way I am. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, so Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. Yep. If anybody else has seen it, tell me about it. 
is a garbage television show. Uh, sometimes I think I hallucinated some of these shows. There was another one that was set in New Zealand or Australia. It was called Round the Twist. It took place in a mystical lighthouse. <laughs> if anybody else has seen that, fill me in. Um, so the idea this week is talking about Irish ghost stories because there are a lot well yes and no yeah i was surprised actually there's a lot more in the realm of legend yeah you know not exactly like and then Mm -hmm. she died and her ghost haunted this place for forever yeah um there's a lot of like and then the fairies and then there was a lot of fairies lots of of fairies fairies going on uh which i shouldn't be surprised about i've been reading about When I was a little girl, I got this book, The mm-hmm. Treasury of Irish... Yeah, for the folks at home, uh, can, can you just dis- quickly describe this book? Because we were talking about this earlier, <clears> and it's <throat> marvelous. I... <laughs> when I was a kid... Yes? My dad was super into blah, blah, blah of the month. Oh, and so yeah. mm-hmm. Various things of the month. Various things of the Subscription month. Subscription services. He exactly. the very first buy-in um, to FabFitFun. Uh, that does not ring a bell to me. No, it's nobody's new. fit in my it's household fine. at all. <laughs> oh, okay. There's something now called FabFitFun. Yeah. Who's surprised that I've never heard of it? <laughs> uh, it's just like, it's not, it has very little to do with fitness beyond just like cute gym bags. It's just like products that they oh, send to you. Dumb. I hate it's, it. Well, this, so do you remember? We're not being paid by them, so we can talk shit about it all we want. <laughs> Unless they'd like to change our minds. In which case, uh, you can email us at this podcast. <laughs> gmail.com. Anyway. So <laughs> my dad, who at this point in time was in his radio DJ career. Yeah. Um, he, and he was, he was the uh, morning polka station in Wisconsin. So for your I'm morning, gonna need to think about that for a little while. <laughs> That's a real statement that I just said to you. My dad was the morning polka DJ for WSJM in Milwaukee. I'm just gonna maybe it wasn't SJM. It was they had different call letters, but he did he did he was news for SJM. You're just gonna have to do the rest of this podcast. <laughs> well, you just like I'm gonna be thinking about this for the next. Isn't that the days. craziest <laughs> shit? I think that still exists too. Like I think you can go to Wisconsin and just flip through the radio. On the AM channels, obviously. Oh, okay. (laughs) That explains a lot. (laughs) Until all of a sudden, polka. And that's how you know you're in Wisconsin. All right. Well, Well, anyway, so he needed shit to talk about while he was on the air. Uh, And he needed to, like, find... (laughs) Yeah, so he got subscription services. On the polka station. (laughs) Or the country station, or SJM when he was doing the news hour. He was... Hustling, man. So, um, so he got these uh, book of the month and you know Columbia Records House and that sort of stuff. Okay. And so the book of the month benefited me immensely because Mm -hmm. he never. I mean, he you know he had literally. I just said he had three jobs, so Mm -hmm. he was not reading the books, but I was. And so this one actually was my sister's originally. Uh If you open it up to the title page, it says Maggie. And I have crossed that out and written my own name much more recently. That's my adult signature. Oh, boy. I think I stole this from her Mm -hmm. post-grad. Like, after she graduated, like, I think I borrowed it for a class and then just never gave it back to me, back to her, which is completely my MO. And Maggie, I know you're listening. I have a few books like that. I'll never be giving this back to you. (laughs) Actually, I have a bunch of her shit. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, So we were reading these from a very young child. They have old... uh, (laughs) 
uh, illustrations from 1800s mm-hmm. books. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Yeats in here. Did you say the title of this book? Yes. It oh, is okay. A Treasury of Irish Myth, Legend, and Folklore by Lady Gregory and edited by W.B. Yeats. Isn't he a big dude? Uh, I think in poetry, yeah. He's brown penny, brown penny, brown penny, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, the classic brown penny, brown penny, brown penny. That is a really well-known poem, actually, all Jeff. Right, all right, I'm just uh, revealing myself in my <laughs> ignorance. Like, it's not me being pretentious. Like... But also, I bet I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so it was republished a million years ago. This is from 86. Yes, please so... do read the copyright page. Whatever. You're skipping oh. over the best part, though. What's the best part? That it's a large print book. <laughs> it is. That's how we could handle it as young children. We could fucking go through. Yeah. I mean, like, I was born in 86. This book is older than I am. And it's in great condition. It is. Because Columbia Records or whoever the fuck had this book of the month thing. Yeah. It really makes a quality product. Also, they Mm -hmm. first introduced me to Bill Bryson, my literary boyfriend. Mm. They sent me, well, they sent my dad, (laughs) Bill Bryson's A Short History of Everything. God bless. And I was hooked. Bill Bryson became my (laughs) boo-boo. Now they just do, like, Blue Apron shit, you know? Like, that's where have subscriptions gone? You know? Yeah. There's a good question. There are. They seem to have really gotten big. Yeah. Mostly because of podcasts. Again, email us at thispodcastishaunted at gmail.com for any business inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys tell we're between uh, sponsors? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I missed you so bad. Um... <laughs> Let's go play Harry Potter and fight Jesus, with each other. Jesus, it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> Are we really 20 minutes into this shit already? Jesus Christ, Jen, start your fucking story. Okay, so I get a <laughs> That I should get not a be our intro. <laughs> no, we're fine. We're not doing this over. Okay. I get a message from you and say, how does Ireland sound? And I say, great. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> it's green. It's small. It's partially owned by England. Anyway, and they're salty about that. Actually, shout out. I'm going to take this opportunity to shout out my one of my favorite book series, The Dublin Murder Squad by Tana French. Oh, you've talked about that one before, right? I have. It's delightful. I need if, to read it. For fans of Broadchurch, the you know BBC show that is on Netflix with David Tennant and Olivia Coleman <gasps> and Jodie Whittaker. That show is excellent. That show is fucking excellent. And if you haven't watched it, fix your life. And if you like that show and you want to read something that's vaguely like it, Read The Dublin Murder Squad by Tana French. The first book in the series is Into the Woods, or In the Woods. I never remember. Into it's the fine. Woods is a Broadway musical. I know, but there's a lot of things that are called that, and this book mm. might be one of them. It might also be In the Woods. I don't know. Anyway, it's very We good. hear it. This podcast is haunted. A real cunts for, for fucking detail. Accuracy. We are going to get all of the things. I, I, I as just as a side note related to that, it does really warm my heart and crack me up whenever people go on about how thoroughly we re- research things because <laughs> that is a lie sometimes. Um, <laughs> we're just using fancy voices on you guys. That's all. It sounds like we know what we're talking about because so, we're talking like this. Anyway, um, I'm here to tell you today about Wolf Tone Square in Dublin. Wolf Tone. Wolf Tone. Hmm. I don't know how it's said in Ireland because... Oh, that's a thing. I'm not Irish. It's probably like... (laughs) They barely say anything. They're like the fucking French. I did watch one But instead of cutting out the last half of the word, they cut it right out of the middle. (laughs) (laughs) At first I thought it was one word. And sometimes it is one word, I think. On Google Maps, it's one word. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a square that's like in the middle of Dublin. And 
There is a shopping center and a playground and a bar. It's just like your typical kind of like semi, semi-suburban, I'm saying words wrong, um, semi-suburban like area where, you know, people live and do their shopping and whatever. Sure. Um, anyway, so that's where we're talking about. Wolf Town Square. Wolf Tone. Wolf Tone. It's not, T- it's T-O-N-E. Anyway, it was named after a guy that I did not research, the evolved wolf tone <laughs> anyway it's not the point of this story that's just who it's named after okay get over it jen has checked out grad school's shh, over shh, her shh. brain is done <laughs> she's like it's a fucking guy don't worry about it let's it's keep fine, going it's fine, it's fine it's fine it's fine um anyway so they built this square <laughs> in the 18th century oh that's a very old square yeah, yeah. oh shit we weren't even a country when that was a thing I, well okay so the guy it's named after it lived from 1763 to 1798 so. and you said you didn't do any research i found those dates on wikipedia wikipedia would never lie to me <laughs> this is so weird already i'm sorry okay don't apologize they signed up for this yeah that's fine uh, so the the square was built you know sometime around then um, and there were a number of buildings, as happens in the city. Uh, <laughs> there was um, a, a mansion. It was originally built as a mansion, but it was converted into a hospital sometime in the 1700s. Common. Yep. Oh, 1700s hospital. Oh, I know. That it's... is not where you want to be. No. <laughs> Pretty much hospitals were not okay places until like the 1950s. Yeah. So if you're going to a hospital at that time, you're... Like, they probably don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Or there's no hope. You're you're better off dying at home. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And most people preferred that. Wow. Even then, still, now, Yeah, sometimes. back then, only 20% of people died in hospitals. Yeah. Everybody else died at home. Hospitals don't, aren't, like, they usually at that time made you actively worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. So, there was also a church there, St. Mary's Church, because, remember, we're in Ireland. So, so everything is, is going to be St. Mary's. Everything is Catholic. Um, and there was uh, a graveyard, which, as we know, graveyards are the ones attached to the church. Cemeteries are the ones not attached to the church. Did you know that? I feel like you've told me that once before, but I didn't really retain it. Fun facts to know and tell. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the area we're talking about. It was this kind of just square back in the 18th century. Um, so in this graveyard, uh, when, er, we're buried, you know, a lot of people as... They tend to do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, because everybody died back then. Right. I mean, everybody still dies, but like everybody really died back then. (laughs) It doesn't have to make sense. Just keep going. It's fine. It's been a long week. It's only Monday. Uh, um, So there's, I mean, there's any number of people who might be haunting that place, but there's one notable person who is buried there or or was buried there. Don't know if he's still there. I'll get to that in a minute. Um... Anyway, he was John Toller, Lord Norbury. Um, he was one of Ireland's most hated men in the 1700s. I feel like I've heard of him before. I don't know. Norbury. Norbury. Also, that might be a Down Nap and Abbey character. I don't know. It, it all runs together. Down Abbey-ish. <laughs> Doesn't it? Lord Norbury. Um, yeah, he was a judge. Um, he didn't start out as a lord. I think he that was one of those kind of like, he <laughs> just like kind of through corruption and bribery like conned his way into a lordship into a lordship i don't know shit i'm not trying hard enough yeah he was so uh, he was a judge who was fond of handing out 
execution sentences, uh, which earned him the nickname The Hanging Judge. Oh, fun. I have totally heard of this guy before. Have you? He, that rings a bell. Keep going. Okay. Just ignore me. So, um, he had kind of a track record of being a real dick um, beyond just, you know, sentencing everyone to hanging. Uh, he was also just, like, real mean to his own servants. Uh, there was one story where he is traveling home from a country court one night um, in a carriage when his footman fell ill. Uh, and it doesn't say how ill or what ill. It's fine. Um, but he refused to stop, um, because it was just too important for him to get home for dinner. Um, and eventually the footman died, but like they said, this is me copying and pasting. I'm very sorry. Um, it said eventually he died. The judge pushed the body out of the carriage and continued home to his dinner. So like eventually is like two seconds later, (laughs) later. like, I don't know what illness this is. That's so fast acting. Um, so yeah, that's that's one story. Um, he just, he was like, he's just like, bye, sucker, and uh, <laughs> he just rolled, I just kicked him out of the carriage. My corned beef. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's take some chutzpah. Yeah, he's a real asshole. My God. Um, he was also known for uh, sentencing the Irish Revolutionary oh. Robert Emmett, um, and that's what really kind of catapulted him into public enemy number one position. Um, and so he sentenced him to be hung, drawn, and quartered, which is a real good time. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a very thorough dot death. Yeah. I'm surprised by the time this guy was alive, they were still... Doing that? Yeah. This is Ireland. I don't know. Too shit. They were still, like, like, I mean, the whole, like, tar and feathering business in the, in, like, Boston and the colonies yeah. that, that you're, like supposed to like cheer on the sons of liberty for doing that that like that sounds it's incredibly painful horrific i can't imagine why anybody would celebrate that and like mm-hmm. i'm kind of violent but like i don't know burning flesh really upsets like, me yeah me too like i you know being the lifelong history nerd that i am i've you know read lots of stories about the american revolution and that's always mentioned and i always just kind of like glazed Shuttered. over that but then I think it was uh, when I'm watching the HBO um, John Adams, like Paul Giamatti yes. series. They show that in like the first episode. Yes, and it's, and it's so upsetting. Horrifying. Also, that is such a good series. It is. Anyway. Oh, she's, a, she's the best part. Goddamn national treasure. Anyway. So, uh, crime and punishment was pretty harsh back then, still. Um, anyway, so that happened, but it was... It, it's the next one that I think really kind of puts him into the legend category. Um, and I, I don't know how true any of this bullshit is because, like, it's just so much of it is like, legend has it that this is so you're like, okay, let me see the documentation. That was actually one of the problems I was running into with my stories as well. I mm-hmm. was looking for mm-hmm. corroboration from multiple sources. Yeah. And everyone's trying like, to be journalists well, I heard, here. well, I heard, well, I heard. And I'm like, fucking tell me something useful. Yeah. The story I picked ended up having census data. It's almost like maybe we shouldn't be doing like a paranormal podcast <laughs> if we want proof. I mean, <laughs> maybe we should stop. You know, being history nerds all the time. Yeah. So we're putting on our conspiracy theory hats for this and every episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, so so this next one is what's really fucked up. So, more fucked up well, than drawing and like, quartering. No, it's not fucked up. It's more just like this is where uh, the ghost stories come from. Ah, okay. Um, so there was uh, allegedly a time where he sentenced a young man to death for uh, stealing a sheep or multiple sheep. We don't know for sure. Um, and he, it said that he was innocent as, I mean, I don't know, stealing a sheep, even if you're guilty, is a pretty minor crime, I think, to be sentenced to death. Um, I, I disagree. Mean, it depends. At that point in time. Poaching laws and whatever well, other thing, but. But I mean, even think about Texas at this point in time, like stealing horses and steer mm-hmm. was a hanging offense. Do you like yeah. how I said that all Southern? A hanging a France. A hanging a France. <laughs> um, so I think when people's livelihoods and um, yeah, I guess maybe food. maybe because of the guy that I'm talking about, I just imagine. Well, what year is this? Are we getting like, close to the still 1700s? Oh, we're still the 1700s. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because so, if we're getting close to the Irish famine, then. Oh, no. Stealing food is a big fucking deal. I guess maybe I'm just imagining it was like some lord or something that he stole it from, but I guess it could. That could be. I don't know. We don't know if any of this is true, so we don't know who he stole (laughs) it from. Uh, But anyway, allegedly he was innocent of this crime, and his wife, who died shortly after, on her deathbed, cursed Lord Norbury to never be at rest. Ooh. Yeah. Good curse. Um, So because of that... It said that his ghost wanders the area where he's buried. And that, he's buried at that he's cemetery. Buried in that cemetery. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's that's the ghost that we're talking about? That's a ghost. Oh my god, how many ghosts are there? Well there's a lot of people. Alright. Talking about a graveyard and a hospital. <laughs> An eighteenth century hospital. <laughs> right. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, so uh, it's it's said that he has been heard um, like throughout a pretty wide area um to be dragging chains good the chains of hell i'll bet because he was a fucking monster yeah um and that is in fact a pretty old idea where um especially uh monsters like him who is responsible for the death of so many people uh blood uh blood contains iron yes as you well know chains are often made of iron and so there's this idea that iron is like the blood of the earth and that souls who are like real bad dudes are cursed to forever be carrying the blood of their victims. Absolutely, as made uh, uh, visually famous in A Christmas Carol. And I'm struggling. Really? What does Marley do? <laughs> Maybe I'm just like Marley. Really? I guess. Okay. Um, Mar. They were they were predatory lenders. Okay. And so, I mean, I knew Scrooge was like a, a bad dude. Yeah, Mar- I, Scrooge I, is like nicer than Marley. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe so just, remember, Marley comes to him in the night. Maybe I'm just like most of my knowledge of that story is through the Muppets, and they yeah. never really go into deets on that. Well, they kind of give like a little side story while they're like, "Remember when we evicted the entire orphanage, oh, standing no, that, there with their frostbitten teddy bears?" That went right over my head. Oh man, do you need to rewatch it? Because Apparently. this whole, as soon as you mentioned chains, I was like, "We're Marley and Marley, avarice and greed. We oh, took advantage yeah, 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 of yeah. the poor and just ignored the needy." I can go all okay. the way. All right. I that makes more sense now. That's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Revelation. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so (laughs) what did Marley do? He's basically the Big Short, but just one person. (laughs) Uh, Okay. uh, All right. (laughs) 
So he's dragging chains around. So he's this... dragging chains around the area, and um, it's a shopping center now. Well, I feel like that's really going to be near... a depression on the local economy. Well, yeah. Um. Anyway, so there's another variation of the story that says that he was turned into a big black dog. Ooh, a grim. Which, yes, if you know your Harry Potter, <laughs> and I do, and you do. <laughs> um, it's kind of known as like. A death omen, a bad omen. Yeah, um, an ill portent. It has a bunch of different names, a shuck being one of them. Shuck? Like S- to shuck corn? H-U-C-K. Oh, I've never heard that as a noun. I've only ever heard it as a verb. Yeah, so that's... So, yeah, so if you see a big black dog wandering around that area... I feel like be... Ireland has a lot of stories about large black dogs... Probably. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly... I feel like there's a whole chapter in this book. Oh, I think, yeah, it's definitely like a folklore thing. Okay. I think it's... it's Like the Black Dog of Ireland? Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's just like... I mean, it's almost like Bigfoot, but it's more like spectral. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hang on, I'm just going to like... Flip through our large print uh, folklore book. Listen, man. Add some I'm... foley to this podcast. <laughs> it's not my fault that I'm blind. <laughs> I would also like to add that she's holding it like six inches from her face. On account of how blonde I am. I guess so. Jesus. Oh. Man, I really would have said there was something in here. I've got the uh, the demon cat. Okay. I've read about that one before. There's also okay. a whole like Wikipedia page um, that's on... Well, here's the Young Hercules wiki that I pulled <laughs> There's, yeah, there's just, like, a whole, like, ghost black dog Wikipedia yeah. page. It's a thing. Neil it's Gaiman thing. uses it in some of his it's books, too. It's a thing too. in, like, more than just Irish folklore. Yes. So, anyway. So, that's him. Um, there's also, like, black figures that have been seen in various places. By which you mean, like, shadow people, not, yes, like... Yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> like, like, shadow figures, not... I know Ireland's not very diverse, but goddamn. <laughs> oh no. Uh, anyway, so um, in that area as well is um, a, a house that is called, or it's a building that's called. Well, now it's the Leprechaun Museum, which I want to go to. I would absolutely go to a Leprechaun Museum. But it used to be known as the Twilfit House, um, which hmm. was a corset factory. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Twill Twill fit. fit. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is, there are a few different little haunts in that area. Um, Wait, uh, just for my own edification, what era was it making corsets during? Like what kind of corsets were they? um, I'm imagining, it's not like a huge, like industrial looking building. No, no, no. So I'm imagining still like pre-industrial. Okay. But I could be just so not like talking out of my ass. Like um, there'd be some whale boning, but not like the incredible straight lacing stays. I don't think so. Okay. Again, I didn't go that far into my research. <laughs> I always wonder about the weirdest things too. How would you ever have predicted that I would ask that? I mean, I could have. On account of how weird I've always been. <laughs> and well. also, I was kind of curious, but not curious enough to look. <laughs> Listen, I did this today. <laughs> anyway. So they were making courses there, and they're, one of the ghosts in that building is uh, allegedly a woman who blows flirtatiously into men's ears in the stairwell. Gross. <laughs> so they've got is a that, ghostly whore? Hey, Thaler. 
<laughs> Have you ever had somebody blow sexily into your ear? I mean, no. When it's done right, it does work. Well, like maybe she does it right. There's some fucking witchcraft involved. Can you imagine just like making your way through the Leprechaun Museum and all of a sudden you're like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> uh, I just went from six to midnight. I gotta Is anybody go. Else? I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, someone is with you, and they're like, "Is it the leprechauns? <laughs> is that your thing now? <laughs> it's the corset whore. It's the corset whore. <laughs> I swear, I swear, it's the corset whore, not the leprechauns." <laughs> well, that's you know, as ghosts go, not I can, bad. Yeah, not bad. that's a pretty good way to spend the afterlife. Yeah, just like giving people random boners. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Unexpected erections. Unexpected that's... leprechaun erections. <laughs> And then from then on, you're unable to look at a thing of Lucky Charms without getting a little hot. <laughs> oh. That's the best way to spend your afterlife, I think. That's, I'm going to make a new plan. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. Please omit me from your plans for hell. I would like to be haunted. <laughs> yeah. I have an idea I think you might like. Uh... I'm pretty sure he won't like it at all. Nah, he'd be down. He'd be down to clown. <laughs> Yeah, dude invented the. Like, uh... you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, obviously, there's already a precedent for it. He oh, let some it. bitch do it. He's gonna let me do it. Exactly. Bigger dummies than me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just pick a different museum, I guess. Um, oh, oh, I have a number in mind. Oh, do tell. Uh, I first off, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go big league. I want to haunt science and industry. It's my favorite. Okay. But I want to haunt the creepy parts of science and industry, like the dollhouse or. Oh yeah. That dollhouse. But also, do you remember? Like BF Goody had like the it was like a CD store back in the day. BF Goodrich, I don't remember what it was called. Sam Goody. I was Sam gonna say Goody. Goodrich, like the tire guy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had posters, mm-hmm. and you would like go through and like, oh, is there a new Sum Forty One poster? Is there a new Blink One Eighty Two poster? And you'd like go through. So I think you're a little older than. <laughs> I'm only this. two years older than you. I oh know, my god! But somehow, <laughs> okay, there's a cultural divide here. <laughs> What's a band that you cared about? When? Eighth grade. Ooh. Um, NSYNC. No, 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 that was post-NSYNC. That was fourth grade. Eighth grade? Probably Reliant K, if I'm being honest. Oh, right. There's the cultural divide. <laughs> I was already... Christianity. In, I, <laughs> yeah. I had already left that. I'd let that ship sail. I tried. I made it work until I was 12, and then me and Jesus parted ways. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> uh, fine. Imagine... Oh, is there a new... Jars of Clay album is their new Reliant K album. Actually, Jars of Clay is pretty good. I'm sorry, like I've seen them live a couple times. They're all right. Me too, actually. Because I tried, man. I I really gave Christianity the old college try. (laughs) But anyway, so you would go through, and they would have the framed Mm -hmm. posters on like a swinging. Oh, Uh aha! I remember those at Walmart. Now here's bringing it back around. Uh This is what I'm talking about for science and industry. They have a human body. sliced up in one of those things where you can like flip through and be like oh that's what a penis looks like when it's sliced into a quarter inch so you just be like tucked away in one of those yes (laughs) when you when like young girls come to look at their first dissected penis i'll be there blowing in their ears Ah! (laughs) that's my afterlife plan oh my god note it all right so it is written so it shall be that is very good oh science and industry if that part is not in science and industry anymore i'm gonna be real sad I don't remember. It was like they put a human body through a big paper oh, shredder. Oh, 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 oh. And yes, then we got to yes. look at the shreds. I think it's there. It was amazing. Yeah. Anyway. So that's a thing. <laughs> this took a weird turn. <laughs> Back to Ireland. 
So, um, I don't know why I put the 12-foot house in the middle of my nose in the graveyard, but I did. So here we are. I'm going back to the graveyard because homegirl's just following her notes. Okay. Okay. That's a little weird. Uh, so the graveyard became a little crowded as... Uh, as graveyards are wont to inner do. Inner city graveyards are wont to do that have been around since the 1700s. So in the mid-1800s, um, they, in order to make room for others, um, some bodies were taken up <laughs> quote in absolute state of putrefaction oh that means real wet yeah it's probably Aww. maybe a little swampy area i don't know so they moved some bodies out during then um and then does ireland have a fairly high water table i don't know because of the peat bogs in dublin though well dublin's kind of close to the ocean ocean gross someone correct us if we're wrong yeah um <laughs> So. Actually, one of our friends has like a super. He's on our Facebook discussion page, and he has an aggressively Irish name. Oh yeah, and I know he's from Ireland, and so I hope he's listening to this, and he will tell us everything please. we fuck up in a really nice way. But like also, tell us like, nicely. Tell us more things if you have more stories. Yeah, that would please. be a fun way to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Here's some things to add about yours. About your terrible Very episode. Poorly done episode. <laughs> About my country. Um, <laughs> God save the queen. Um, <laughs> did you, I was surprised how many people did not know that was the same song. Yeah. God save the queen in my country, tis of thee. It's just like we we used to sing God save the king back in the day, and then we're like, this won't do anymore. Right. We, how can we co-opt this? <laughs> but it was such a banger, we couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. Like, we're not going to lose that bop. Fucking. Such a bang. Such a club banger. That's right. God save the king. God save um, the queen. The reason that we're talking about that is because Jen and I watched the royal wedding together. Because, of course, we did. Because, of course, we did. Anyway. So. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. We're such a mess. All right, guys. I'm really sorry. We're going to pull it together. <laughs> we're fine. Um, so uh, later, that tr- the churchyard, which is not the graveyard. Yes, it is. I don't know. They just like went through this period. Of- <laughs> I don't know. They kept calling it different things. Like they were like the churchyard, but then they moved the tombstones. I'm like, but tombstones are in graves. Hmm. Anyway, they turned the graveyard essentially into a playground, which is always a great idea. That is the worst idea I've ever yeah. heard of. Yeah. So they allegedly moved all the bodies, which I mean, who knows? Right. Sure you can't move some, all of them. It's not like they were there. using, you know, like mm-hmm. there's going to be some people dust left behind. Right. But what did they do with all the tombstones, you might ask? Take them away, put them somewhere else, put them where the bodies are. Please tell me they ground them up and used them for the stones to make the playground. Better yet, they took the tombstones whole and used them to pave the sides of the, of the playground. <laughs> there are some that are, here, I'll pull up some pictures for you. There's some that are just like, just fucking laid into the ground to form a sidewalk of sorts. Are you fucking for real? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some that are just like around the edge forming like a little nice little wall. What the fuck, Ireland? Yep. That people just like chill out at and have their lunch. And... Is that person leaning on a razor scooter? That's an umbrella. Oh. <laughs> blind, Jen. I'm blind. Yeah. But like, look at this. This is wow. just like decorative tombstones. Wow. <laughs> And they didn't even, like, go through efforts to preserve them. You can't even read them properly. Yeah, they're just real old, and they're like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Um, so they did that. Uh, so, like, they, they 
They started doing this in the 40s to the 60s, like... The they... 1840s? No, no, the no, 19? no, the 1940s. Okay. <laughs> in, in 1966, the Church of Ireland deconsecrated and <laughs> sold the graveyard to Dublin Corporation, who converted it into the current Wolfton Park Memorial Park. I wonder how you go about deconsecrating. They're like, just like, never mind. <laughs> God, you can move on. Do they like unsprinkle holy water? What do mm, you... I don't know. Do you sprinkle it with normal water? Like, how do you do the thing? Piss on it? I don't know. <laughs> that would deconsecrate. It's a town square in Ireland. I promise you it has already been pissed on. But yeah, now it's now it's a not very lively park, as my sources said. Wow, it is used mostly by teens for drinking and for ghost and by ghost hunters. Um, there, this uh, I think. Oh yeah, no, okay, um, guys, I got this information off of a website that I will tell you the name of right now. It's called technogypsy.com. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Only but the best accredited sources here at this podcast is haunted. Anyway, um, so there was, uh, apparently there was a carnival there in 2012. And they're like, when I went there, it was desolate and empty and sad. And sure enough, they posted some pictures of the rainy uh, pan. Not like It really does look desolate and empty and sad. Yeah. Oh, look at the sad carnival. Yeah, sad carnival set up on top of tombstones. Literal tombstones. Anyway. Waste not, want not, I guess. Yeah. So that's the graveyard. So anyway, um, also in the area is a building on 14 Jervis Street, which was originally a private residence owned by the Earl of Charlemont, which sounds very French, but whatever. Here we are. Um, it was converted into an infirmary slash hospital in the 1700s. Again, not what you want. No, not what you want. Um, it's in that same area that is now Wolfton Park. Wolfton so is this a Park. separate mansion that turned into a hospital or is this the original one you referenced? This is the the original one I was okay. referencing. I was like, shit, so now I'm getting, I'm circling back to that. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it was turned into a hospital. Uh, da, 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 it was just like, they did that because it was kind of central in location. Um, it was eventually taken over by the Sisters of Mercy because again, Ireland. Um, so, you know, various 18th century medicine happened there. <laughs> so they poured pee and leeches on people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1996, no idea what happened to that place between then. <laughs> Sometime no, between the 1790s and 1996. No, I mean, it was, it was still a hospital in the, in the 1800s. It was, like, rebuilt and, like, remodeled and enlarged in 1877. Um, yeah. And then nothing happened and to then, it between 1877 I and 1996. No, it didn't say. <laughs> the Spice Girls visited. That would be fun. Um, so in 1996, uh, they opened up the Jervis Shopping Center in that same building. Um, and various things have happened there. Um, in 2008, a newscaster from Today FM, which I don't know, to our Irish listeners, maybe that's a big deal. Um, mentioned to a coworker that she had heard a female voice singing a lullaby in the shopping center and she moved towards it trying to find where it was coming from but it faded away she thought it might be a radio but when she walked away it got louder again which again is not how sound works no now i don't know if it was like maybe someone in a different room right just like adjusting the volume but, but like also a lullaby on a radio program no instantly yeah. creepy mm-hmm. lullabies 
pretty universally unsettling. Especially in a hospital. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good night forever. Yeah. That's... So I, I guess she shared her story on the air because people started coming forward with their own stories. Um, a number of staff, security, um, other, like there's a Tesco in there. So employees would, they came forward to, you know, um, confirm her story. Like they had also heard the singing and also came forward with stories of their own that are slightly different. Um, oh my God. Yeah, they saw. Kind of like the Michigan Dog Man. Yeah. Where the radio said, oh, we had this experience, but not really. And uh, then everybody started calling in saying, actually, though, I did have this experience. Yeah. That's the that's the sort of stuff that I find a great deal of credence to. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, who knows? Um, that's very compelling to me. Yeah, especially, like, I trust, like, any random, like, ghost hunter or person who's just, like, there for a little bit. Like, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. But people who work there, I yes. would 100% believe. Because yes. they're the ones who are there day after day, and they see the same shit. And, like, and they can they get acquainted with it to an unnerving degree where they just, like, oh, yeah, well, I just say hi to this person every time I go in. Or, or, or else open the elevator happens. for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, they came forward and they, they said they uh, a couple of them had seen a figure of a nurse in period uniform walking through the halls yeah. or through the store or whatever. Um, some uh, some stories, the, they actually interacted with the ghostly figures. Uh, there was um, one, one guy who was just, like, walking through the corridor uh, towards the toilets where the Burger King is. <laughs> I did not make this part up, but, like, also, of course. Um, the only thing that would make it better is if it was next to a Taco Bell, because yes. that would be very easy. Access. The bathroom should be next to a Taco Bell. <laughs> anyway, so he this is also early in the morning, which, okay. Uh, he saw a woman who was standing there mumbling something to herself. Nope, don't care for that at all. Yep, he could see her lips moving. As he approached, she turned and looked straight at him, and then turned around and disappeared. Pass. No, thank you. I also hate mumbling. Like when I see somebody mumbling in public, yeah, I get even very if they agitated. are not a ghost, I'm yeah. still freaked out. Don't you fucking move your mouth quietly at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was also um, so this apparently went around the internet um, a little while ago, uh, where there was a, a video captured on um, their CCTV of like uh, like a maintenance person. Um, I think he was like mopping the floor up of uh, maybe it was the Tesco. I don't know. Some it was like a grocery store. And he's just like mopping the floor and you see, you know, some fruit, I think apples or something like fall onto the floor, mm-hmm. which gravity, whatever, yeah. that's fine. Apples are round. But then once it was on the floor, it started rolling back and forth. Like something was playing with like it? Like something was playing with it. Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I could not find that footage because it's been taken off the internet which either i don't know what that means some people seem to think that they thought it was a hoax because it was no longer available but i don't know i haven't seen it myself so hard to say who knows but there was also um like a clip of a ghost hunting show that i saw that they were like wandering around this shopping center at night of course and uh they're walking around and they start hearing music playing i think it was the radio and they like walked up to this storefront that was closed and locked and there's like some you know like security lights on um but they just heard this 
music played and it the volume started going down and then it turned off completely no and then it turned back on nope and I mean, I, I suppose there's always a like slim. There's always a chance that someone was there fucking with them or fucking with us, the viewer. But sure, I don't know. They they were like, oh my god. <laughs> of course, it was locked, so they couldn't go in there. But and thank know. God. Yeah. If I find that, I'll post it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my. Uh, so that's a very haunted shopping district. Yeah, it's just like this little square block area in the middle of Dublin that so. is just aggressively haunted. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, Dublin seems like just an amazing city. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I would like to go there. Yeah. Me too. Put it on the list. Put it on the list, guys. Right. Road trip. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to leave Dublin behind, and we're going to head to a more mountainous region for my story. Uh, this is from... <clears throat> I apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names. Yeah. So... The <laughs> the poltergeist, it's a poltergeist story. It's actually fairly well known, so mm-hmm. forgive me if you've heard it already. When I was reading it in my head, I was pronouncing it Kun Neen, because that's how Kunin. it's spelled. Yeah. C O O N E E N. Right? Yes. Kunin. Mm-hmm. Did you look it up? <laughs> no. Okay. But I li- I uh in the course of my research mm-hmm. I found a uh BBC produced ghost hunting show mm. that followed up on this story. And apparently it's Cunyan, and well, that's how you say it. obviously. Uh, it's in County Fermanagh, which mm-hmm. has an A-U-G-H in it. Okay. Because, again, Irish. Um, and, of course, it's not the most ridiculous language. There is also Welsh. But uh, it's hard to keep up with for mm-hmm. those of us who are not native speakers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this is the story of a poltergeist uh, that was attacking in 1914 on. Kind of our favorite era. We mm-hmm, do like the mm-hmm. 19 eras. Um, so uh, this this haunting, this poltergeist activity centers on the Murphy family, uh, specifically the wife, Bridget, mm-hmm. and her son and five daughters. Now, she actually had seven children total with her husband, Michael. Um, so the children were, um, so Michael and Bridget Murphy, mom and dad, and then the sons, Michael and James. And then we had... Fuck. <laughs> Hang on. There's a lot of them listed. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, Mike, James, Anne, Mary, Teresa, Bridget, Catherine, and Jane Ann. Mm-hmm. And this family, uh, in 1914, they started having this very unusual haunting experience. Now, the husband had died in a freak accident. Mm-hmm. All of the sources said freak accident. Nobody said what the accident actually was. And the house is, like I said, in a mountainous area. It's in Northern Ireland, which is Protestant-controlled by England. Mm-hmm. Um, the house itself is still standing today, or at least it was in 2014 when the BBC visited. Um, it's a low shotgun-style stone cottage. So just room, 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 room. Sure. Uh, it could easily be mistaken for a whitewashed barn, um, but it has two twin chimneys near the middle gable of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely a ruin today. Uh, it's for a while had boarded up windows and doors, but I think it's one of those sites where local teens go to dare each other. And I think somebody's gone in, as I recall, and wrote run on the walls. Oh, so spooky. So spooky. (laughs) What is very unsettling about the place is that it's on quite an overgrown lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Ireland, as I understand, and I've never been there, but Southern Ireland doesn't have a wealth of trees. I believe they rely on peat for fuel, or, or they did oh, previously. Yeah. 
And but Northern Northern Ireland in the more mountainous kind of hilly region has a lot more trees. Mm-hmm. This place has a lot of trees. It's quite dark. It's quite overgrown, and the trees they look like hands with the f- like knotted fingers all pushed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very oh. just looking at pictures of this place. It looks incredibly foreboding. Mm-hmm. Um, so. 1914, autumn of that year, the husband dies in a freak accident. Mm-hmm. The poltergeist activity starts soon after. Now, what do we know about poltergeists? They're they, not, like, exactly ghosts per se, but they're, like... But they usually center around... A small child. A small child, usually female. Yeah. In this case, the child, the the young girl in question was oh, Anne. I felt like you were just quizzing me, which was so, like... Oh. Like, you remember we did our poltergeist episode, just to recap. And you passed, and I'm proud Thank of God, you. Thank God, I just, like, got the exam sweats for a second. <laughs> you have to remember, though, Miss Kate is never mad if you get the question oh, wrong. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> so anyways, um, the, the girl in question that a lot of this activity centered around was mm-hmm. Anne. She was the oldest daughter. And uh, according to census records from 1913, I believe is what I wrote down there, um, 1910, 1913, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. She was in her late teens at the time. So it started off with just knocking noises. Anne and her mm-hmm. mother were sitting at the fireplace and they heard footsteps upstairs and a loud knocking behind the door. Now the oh, upstairs spooky. was just a hayloft. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had access through the girl's bedroom. Mm-hmm. So they thought one of the boys was up there playing a trick or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. It progressed. Mm -hmm. The knocking would happen all hours of the days and night. It sounded like somebody knocking on the door, like in an official manner. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was probably a bad noise. Yeah, it's fine. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and then when they would go to answer the door in the middle of the night, there would be no one there. Mm. Or it would be knocking on the windows or... Uh, you're waving on the your glass. fingers at me and it's like just oh god oh god am I making you really tense I'm just imagining like little fingernail yeah. sounds just on the t- glass t- 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 oh god yeah just you fucking <laughs> wait kiddo um so eventually it got to be more aggressive mm-hmm. uh plates would be thrown against walls they would levitate off the table and smash themselves against the wall mm-hmm. pots and plant pans would fly in circles around the room um beds flipped and dropped yeah. uh, and so eventually the church came in there we have um three priests came in two of them did do exorcisms mm-hmm. exorcisms and you remember from our exorcist exhibit our episode not exhibit jesus exhibit. museum people uh... <laughs> any e word is exhibit um anyway so from our exorcist thing we talked about how exorcisms were not a well-known thing until the 70s when they became right. part of pop culture uh-huh. so for exorcisms to be completed in the 1914s into 1915 is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they were unsuccessful. So these exorcisms, um, these these ministers who came, they started making these observations too. And it was all recorded in local registers and newspapers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of corroborating evidence with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like a decade later, the girl being like just kidding <laughs> right not from what i can tell okay um so the they turned to the church we've got a father coil and a father smith uh who come and he saw father coil discussed seeing impossible shadows and shapes on the wall mm-hmm. uh he saw beds 
lifting, mm. uh, especially when the girl Anne would lay in the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Anne would lay in the bed, they would also hear a rushing noise, like rushing water down the wall. And possibly most unsettling of all, sheets. Do you remember my least favorite part in <gasps> The, the Conjuring? Conjuring? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I think whoever wrote that scene in The Conjuring was familiar with this because... For those of you at home, there's a scene in The Conjuring, who who haven't immediately figured it out, where she's putting laundry to dry on a line outside, yes? Yes. And it's windy. And and all of a sudden... the sheets flies off. And captures what looks like a human body underneath the sheet. So basically it just looks like a goddamn sheet ghost for a second. For just a second. (laughs) And then it blows away. Which is into the house. Terrifying. Yes, it is absolutely horrifying. And they do like the best like sound effects and like scoring to that and it just make makes you jump. I have absolute goosebumps right now. And it's the worst slash best part. Yes. It's it's a very memorable part. Uh, I think that might have been inspired by this haunting. Interesting. So uh two I thought it was inspired by true events. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, two separate events happen with sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the first night that Father Coyle comes, uh, a sheet is in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And Anne lays on the bed, mm-hmm. and they hear this rushing sound. Oh. And then all of a sudden... I don't like fabric that can move on its own. <laughs> all of a sudden, the sheet uh-huh. looks like it's hung over a wild animal that races across the floor. Them, and then drops at their feet and goes through the floor. So that was the first time. See, okay, I've... Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, there's there's a story like this at um, Hyde Hall where I've done ghost tours, uh-huh. where um, there's like in in the, in that story it was like this workman's doing stuff like work on the house and plaster dust is flying everywhere and he turns around and he sees the outline of a figure of a human figure in the doorway surrounded by plaster dust, like they'd been there for a while and the plaster dust left an imprint behind them. No, it was just like. You could see, like, plaster dust everywhere, but then there was this void of plaster dust shaped like a human standing in the doorway. And he just had to stand there and wait until the plaster dust settled. And then he could go through the doorway. And to that I say, what is worse, seeing a figure in the plaster dust or no longer seeing a figure in the plaster dust? (laughs) Yep. It's a good question. Uh, I think you should set the house on fire at that point in time. Yeah. Same thing with, like, an animal figure under a sheet. What, seeing it is scary, and then not seeing it anymore is much also worse. Scary. Yes. <sighs> oh. <laughs> um, so they also included um, the local uh, MP, uh, a Healy, who also saw the pots and pans fly across the room and reported that he could not believe what he was seeing. Mm-hmm. So there was evidence behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, Smith and Coyle went on to perform two exorcisms. Uh, during the exorcisms, the activity would intensify, especially around Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither was successful. Uh, one of the instances, Father Coyle is holding onto a bed that's galloping or jumping in the air. And he says that he can feel a rat he's he's holding onto the bedstand holding it down mm-hmm. challenging this demon spirit or poltergeist or whatever yeah. it was and he said that he could feel a rat uh trying to chew at his fingers and uh, uh as he held on to the iron bedstand it felt like eels and snakes I underneath him and like that. yes and then as he's standing there holding onto this bed 
up from underneath the sheets bubbles a nope. human figure nope. 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 covered nope. in nope. the sheet. Breathing heavily. Oh god. <laughs> Pretty prolific. Um <gasps> Uh, I don't know why this is like putting me so on edge. It's very unsettling. Yeah. So things didn't get better for the Murphy family. They continued to accelerate and get worse until the Murphys started getting accused of witchcraft themselves. Uh-huh. It was said that which is pretty fucking like late in the game to yeah. be accusing people of witchcraft. Right. That's how you know it's serious. Yeah. When when it gets to be the 1915 and you're still saying the word witchcraft, mm-hmm. that's a bad sign. Those ni- classic 1915 witches. <laughs> Um, so allegedly the son, James, found a spellbook in the forest called the Legions of Doom, and it gave instruction for satanic ritual and summoning demons. So and then possibly a goat came to speak to him and asked if he wanted want to, to live, live deliciously. deliciously. <laughs> um, and so that's people people really thought that was happening, and so they started treating the Murphys like pariahs. Uh, the church would still come out and help. The Smith and Coyle and the third minister, whose name I lack, uh-huh. uh, they never gave up. They were they were regular features in the house, but uh-huh. the activity just never quit. Now, remind me, because um, it feels like with the poltergeist, exorcisms are not usually... Well, I think at this point in time, there is... Uh, not the subtleties of understanding that we have. I mean, this is decades before the Warrens. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so when we're saying poltergeist, they could be saying demon and yeah. just... I mean, I'm sure that's what they right. assumed. We don't, I don't have... I know, did they even have the words for poltergeist at that time? I know. I, I know the Bell so. Witch had already happened. Right. And poltergeist is a German term, oh, so... That's right. It, uh, I think it's I think it's a bit older. I don't think it was as commonly used in, in Ireland. Right. Um, so, needless to say, um, the Murphys gave up. Mm. They moved to America. In 1915, they bored... Why the bored... fuck didn't they move out earlier <laughs> is the next question. It's not a small thing, packing up your whole family. I guess so. And... They didn't have to move to America, though. They could have... Well... Uh, or did, did or... that not help? Or did... <laughs> did that... It did not help. Oh, shit. <laughs> On board the SS Pretoria in 1915, mm-hmm. uh, the entity, whatever it was, was not barred. It oh, was not. It was able to follow them to America. On board the ship, the other passengers heard from the Murphy's cabin growling and hissing noises and bangs in the night. The captain came and he flung open the door and he says, you need to quiet down in here. And he found the family sound asleep. So the next day... So they've just learned to live with it at this yeah, point, They had learned to live with it. Um, <laughs> the next day, he confronted the Murphys. He's like, this is what happened. And they were like, oh yeah, that's our fucking ghost. And so he said, uh, if you don't find a way to make it stop, I will put you off of this boat, even if we're in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so some sources say that as they went to America, the problems continued until mm-hmm. all the children were out of puberty. Once the children were grown, because remember, it was all girls. Oh, yeah. So from Anne to Jean Anne, six Jean girls, Anne? five girls, five girls in a row. Jean, Jean Anne. Jean Anne. What a That's name. her name. Yeah. Um, and so until all the girls were grown, mm-hmm. poltergeist activity continued. Mm-hmm. Um, however, some people also say that they were fine in America and, uh, you know, that they no longer had any problems. Uh, the BBC mm-hmm. has followed up. Uh, there have actually been a number of recent investigations. Mm-hmm. Uh, two radio personalities, Brian Murphy and Martin Lynn, mm-hmm. they spent the night with battery-powered equipment to try and get audio recording and visual recording to see if there was anything in this house still. And they felt an incredible sense of foreboding. 
All of their equipment stopped working. Hmm. Just would drain out of batteries. The battery packs that they continued to bring, it would drain those as well. Uh, there was uh, mysterious thumps in the night. Mm-hmm. They were asking questions of the entity, trying to be like, "Oh, convince us, convince us, convince us, you're here." And then it sound, and they have the audio of it. It sounds like something breaks against the outer wall, mm-hmm. and then you hear the guys losing their shit, tearing ass out. And then <laughs> as they're leaving, their equipment dies. Now they did live, well, yeah. <laughs> but like for a second, you're like, it's the most Blair Witch thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was, uh, that was in 2012. In 2014, a psychic for the BBC show Northern Ireland Ghosts, I believe. One second. We're just going to pause for gonna a minute. Fact check that. The show is called Northern Ireland's Greatest Haunts. It's from BBC uh, and the series two, episode two, uh, focuses on the Canyon Ghost. Or poltergeist, or demon, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they send in uh, a psychic, Marion Goodfellow, uh, who feels an incredible trepidation, mm-hmm. and she makes contact, visual contact, with a very aggressive spirit of a man named John, who's wearing all black and trying to threaten them out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a history of a man named John. They don't quite know what comes of that, but they did come across the exact same problems of their equipment being drained and things constantly falling through. Mm. Uh, And then, of course, uh, more recently, an author, Tarkin Blake, Mm -hmm. uh, who is paranormal investigator in the way we are, (laughs) like kind of interested in the history of it, Sure, um, went out there to also take photographs of this location. And his photographs are beautiful Mm -hmm. uh, in a very creepy and unsettling way. My favorite. And also had these same experiences, feeling Mm -hmm. very threatened, feeling like something's watching him out of those thick woods. Oh, God. And all of his equipment, energy, batteries being drained and drained and drained. So, like, is it? There's so much of me that's like, I want to go to there now. <laughs> right. Uh, I would love to go, but also I would spend like three minutes and then be like, sayonara, Jen. Have a good yeah, night. I'm, oh, well, I'm not spending the night there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would stay there just long enough to see if I felt anything, and then I would. And then you would fuck right off. Fuck off. <laughs> that's right. Um, so I, I think it's an interesting story. I certainly don't have uh, all of the details as to how things turned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would encourage you to check out that Northern Ireland ghost stories. It is up on YouTube. Right. Uh, and so also they'll teach you how to say the words that you're, you're reading oh, on these other pages. Wow. Um, and they have a, a great deal of detail uh, and in uh, interviews with people. So it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I would love to go to Ireland in a heartbeat, in a second. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what okay. I have for you. Wonderful. Do you have an listener story i do have an listener story one listener story yeah. so this one i've been saving for a little while just because uh we had some real bummers of episodes fucking pull pot lately and i didn't want to bring it down but i feel like i think we can handle it today have you been just like yelling at people about things that you're angry about from the last episode because i have been telling everybody about how much bullshit pull pot is <laughs> Yeah. Well, and some of um, our listeners, which is wonderful, everyone's been like, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, I especially enjoyed the fact that some people, uh, Libby, our good friend Libby, mm-hmm. uh, had family who survived the Khmer Rouge genocide. Mm-hmm. And that's so, you know what? I'm just going to get mad again. Don't. Yeah. Fuck Pol Pot. Yeah. Fuck oh. that guy. Also, on a similar note, fuck Hitler. Because... Fuck Schittler. <laughs> This uh spineless little baby. Yeah. You know what the best thing Hitler ever did? Die. Killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, I saw a reproduction of his bunker office where he shot himself. Nice. Holy ground. The no. only good Nazi is a dead Nazi. Well, it wasn't exactly in the same place. Um, but I, I did see the place in Berlin where his bunker was. Good. They, they like, bulldozed it. I would like to go Germans to... Germans don't fuck around with, Germans like, do not. things that Hitler did. <laughs> They're not a sentimental people. Uh, but also, I appreciate their whole fuck Nazis. Yeah, they're uh, a lot attitude. better at confronting their problematic pasts than... Than we have than ever we thought about are. being. Uh, did you ever see the, the video... Um, there is a uh, equal rights march going through uh, Munich or one of the major cities and two drunk dudes off on the side throw a Hitler salute, mm -hmm. you know, the, yeah, uh, at the, <laughs> we <people>. know the one <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, the one uh, and you know, they're, they're obviously drunk and kind of like half joking about it, but they're being dicks. But like also only a certain kind of person would do that. Right. As a joke. And who should be coming up behind him, but the German police and they gently put his hand down and they calmly arrest him oh. for, and I, you know, he serves time yeah. for throwing that salute. It's illegal. I fucking love that. Should be. Um, yes, yeah. I would love to arrest Nazis. I wouldn't be so calm about it. Like if I were able to be like in Charlottetown or Charlottesville or wherever it was that they were all if amassing. We just like redirect police brutality. Yes. <laughs> the right. I feel like I feel like police brutality isn't the worst thing ever. It's oh, just God. always attacking the wrong people. Yeah. Like leave leave people with marijuana alone. My God. Yeah. They just want to eat fucking Lucky Charm cereal and listen to music like come yeah. on but people marching with nazi totems why mm -hmm. aren't we tasering the shit out of all of them mm -hmm. i would like to tase them in their balls until they're all sterilized there was also um speaking of parades and nazis there was um i think there's i don't know there's this town where they had like a parade of neo-nazis i don't remember if the yes town was, like, in belgium and oh, they, was it in for every like yes, yes, march yes, yes, yes. forward, they donated a certain amount so of money. This, um, so this anti-Nazi group like knew that you know they were coming to their town, and they were just you know justifiably pissed off about it. But they decided that the best revenge <laughs> was <laughs> philanthropy. Yeah, <laughs> and so they put up signs, um, and they turned it into like a sponsor walk where, yeah, they. They put up signs along the route that says, thank you for your support for this, like, anti-hate group. And I charity. think it was actually a pro-gay rights group. I because at that probably. point in time, that was the big issue. Yeah. Now we're back to hating Jewish people because everything comes full fucking circle in this world. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I like that. It actually works well against the Westboro Baptist Church as well. It does. They started donating um, things to San Francisco Pride <laughs> when uh, they, showed, they up. showed up. Yeah. So oh, That's the best yeah, that's the best way to deal with it. Um, anyway. I don't know. I think I don't know. I think killing people is a little underrated. Well, I feel like certainly punching Nazis. I will, con I will certainly condone. Oh, I live for that video of Richard Spencer getting his <laughs> clock cleaned. Holy shit! Uh, oh, it's like pornography to me. If I'm just feeling a little dry, I want dry down there. I'll just like. <laughs> <laughs> or the the Seattle Nazi on the subway who gets a shit handed to him, just boom, one punches, he's out. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Mm. I feel like if you hate people unjustifiably, I have a good justified reason to hate you, and so <laughs> that's the paradox of tolerance. Justified hate. <laughs> yeah. And so I should be able to take a baseball bat There's to your only cranium. Two kind of people in the world that I hate: those who are intolerant of others' cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> 
that? Is that That's Austin, Austin Powers? Powers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Very nice. So, uh, in summation, we fucking hate Nazis. Tell us about this story. So the reason why I brought up Hitler. <laughs> fucking Hitler. This uh, email is titled, Visiting the Concentration Camps in Poland. Oh. Um, and this comes from... This comes from Tel Aviv, um, from, from Este. Este. I'm so sorry. Sorry, honey. I am mispronouncing your name. I'm going to go with Este because it sounds so lovely that yeah. way. She's from Israel and sounds lovely. Anyway, so uh, she says, let me say first that I love your show. I started listening just a few days ago and I'm binging my way through at work and I'm obsessed Thank you. Thank you so much. I don't know why I always start with like the self-congratulatory stuff. Because they wrote it and you should read their words. I'm just reading off the the screen, guys. I didn't write this myself. Yes. (laughs) You're allowed to believe that people like the show, even though it does seem silly to both of us. Yeah. Um, So uh, she continues, I just finished episode 18 about Nazis in concentration camps, which shows you how long this has been in our inbox. Um, And I wanted to share a bit about my visit to Poland in April of 2010. Uh, This isn't entirely a ghost story or a happy story, but it is fairly spooky all the same. My senior year of high school, I participated in a program called March of the Living. It's an annual trip for groups from around the world to visit camps around Poland and then spend a week in Israel. Nice. The program is specifically timed for the two weeks after Passover every year to coincide with the holidays of Holocaust Remembrance Day and Israel's Independence Day. Nice. The name of the program comes from a specific event, the March of the Living, the walk on the path from Auschwitz to Birkenau, 10,000 people walk what was originally the death march between the two camps. God bless. Yeah, jeez. Um, then there's this, a second march while in Israel to mirror and yet completely contrast the first. The same people travel from the Wall Street of Jerusalem to the Western Wall while partying, dancing, singing, and cheering the whole time. It's, a magical, it's magical to see the contrast, to see how the Jewish people grew from the ashes of the worst times. That sounds so beautiful. That does. Um... It was a cold and rainy. It was cold and rainy the entire week we spent in Poland, but the chill of those places dug deep into my bones and stayed there for a long time after I returned home. The darkness and pain hung in the air. Seven and a half years later, I feel this this squirming discomfort in my gut, as if only yesterday I stood in Auschwitz. Most of it sta- still stands, including the gas chambers. Ugh. Yeah, and that was the worst part. Uh, we walked inside the chambers, and I dragged my feet. I felt claustrophobic, choked, panicked. I got yeah, like. I hate to, like, make this moment, like, sound cheaper, but, like, I feel like the, the closest I've ever felt to feeling, like, an actual spiritual presence was in that room. It yeah. was just, like, so, like, the atmosphere was so thick. Stained just, with energy. Oof. Yeah. Um, so, I hear ya. Um, do, 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 do. Um, at the back of the room... <laughs> sorry, that was, like... Do 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 at the back of the room. <laughs> uh, a little gravity jet. Yeah, you know. We're talking about Auschwitz. Gravitas. Um, uh, at the back of the room stood another group, heads bowed as one of their staff led the group in the mourner's Kaddish prayer. Um, he almost wailed the song as he rocked back and forth. I sucked in a breath and I that I didn't feel bowed my head momentarily as I was stopped by the crowd. <laughs> I turned to see the blue stains from the Zyklon B, the scratches and gouges in the walls from those trying to escape. I couldn't breathe. I nearly shoved my way to the next room for some, for just some, bleh, some, for some reprieve, justifying the ovens. I blindly snapped a photo and bolted outside straight into the arms of my group leader. I sucked in the cold air and sobbed. Yeah. Yeah. How would you not sob? Mm-hmm. The, the, the scratch marks on the wall would ruin me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, the next day, we gathered again at the gates of Auschwitz, this time for the big march. Heavy, dark skies hung above us as it rained. 10,000 people, young and old, walked those couple miles to Birkenau. Some held hands, some walked arm in arm, all 10,000 silent. We walked in the path of our lost people, the pain steps taken from torture to death. I suddenly felt a chill run through me, uh, stumbled, slumped forward. I saw in my mind a young woman, skin and bones, with rags barely covering her. I took a breath and marched for her. In her footsteps, I still don't know whether that was my imagination. Every place was eerie, heavy, draining. Truthfully, they were damn spooky. Some camps are fairly well-preserved, while others were completely destroyed by the Nazis to try to avoid discovery. Uh, the, oh God, I'm going to butcher this one. Uh, the Majdanek. Huh? Majdanek? Majdanek. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Camp in Lublin, uh, which also, again, apologies if I'm pronouncing it wrong, has the majority of structures still standing, some reconstructed, and can be and can become operational within just 48 hours. Not an advertising fact that we should be telling the world right yeah, now. Maybe not. Um, the gardens of door neighbors look onto the camp from both sides, separated by a measly chain link fence. Every location visited held the same lingering pressure and pain from those lost. I have hundreds of photos, all simultaneously beautiful and terrible. Girl, same. Um, yeah. Uh, those photos hold pieces of history, pieces of the souls of the lost. I didn't experience anything directly paranormal, but I could feel the presence of thousands of my people. I felt surrounded by a family I will never know, the destroyed potential, the stolen lives. But I also felt surrounded by love and comfort of my fellow visitors. That's why we went, to feel their pain, to bear witness, to carry on their story. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, she said... Finishes up by saying, sorry that was long. It took me three tries to write this out to you. I didn't want to cry or puke at work from the memories. It's cool. I'm ever crying. <laughs> want to share this or have any questions, be my guest. Um, thank from, you for sharing that. That was beautifully I, written. And thank you so much for sharing. That I story. think you did have a paranormal experience. I think when you saw that woman, she was there and you were marching for her. And mm -hmm. I'm sure she, I'm sure there's healing in that. Yeah. Think and... of the energy that marching, I mean, we talk about soldiers marching mm -hmm. on parade grounds years after mm -hmm. nobody marched there. And so it's kind of like we can drum out, we'll never, eh, we'll never drum out the fucking Holocaust. Right. But, but, you know, to pour some good energy after all mm -hmm. that bad. Yeah. And I think that's, I, you know, I, I think the people who um, keep those places maintained and run those visitor centers know that you know you can't ever erase the terrible shit that happened there but i think keeping it alive as a remembrance is very important and they do very important work and i think organizing this march is just so uh, necessary yeah it's becoming more necessary again too i'm mm -hmm. sorry to say yeah there so... are so many people who are holocaust deniers and that that's growing mm-hmm yeah, so thank you for sharing that. I think that, and thank you for doing that. That's such an important thing to do to show your solidarity. Um, and you made us cry, gracias. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. For well, okay, that. you made me cry. Jen has an iron heart. I have no soul. No, that's not true. I cry all the time. Just, yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so sorry to kind of bring that down, no, but I think that was. It, you know what? Let's we'll just end on a happier story, um, that I'm gonna think of right now. Hang on. Uh, a happy story. Um, my cat 
and mm-hmm. dog wore matching bow ties for watching the royal wedding. It was beautiful. It was the cutest. Mm-hmm. And then we played Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle and mm-hmm. sure, you you take a real dim view of cheating. <laughs> I take a very necessary view for cheating for that game, but uh yeah. look at our friendship. Yeah. Look at us go. We're managing. Um yeah, okay. Well, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Sorry we couldn't get our shit together today. Uh, sorry to Ireland. Um, no, I we... mean you know what? Like, have some. We're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> we did a good job. Come on. No, I don't know. It's but <laughs> we butchered your names and places. And uh, thank you for letting Listen, us borrow if you that anyway. Fix it, have us over to visit. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Teach us how to say it right over a good glass of Guinness. Yes. Which is like a beer milkshake. I super enjoy. Uh huh. Guinness beer. I don't like beer in general, but I will drink a beer milkshake from time to time. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I mean, gosh, it really means a lot. Um, If you want to hang out with us online, find us in various places. Uh, We're on Twitter at haunted underscore pod. (laughs) That is to say I am at Twitter now. (laughs) I still barely use Twitter. It's fine. Um, uh, Kate is on Facebook and <laughs> this podcast is haunted we also have our discussion group which is getting larger by the day and for real delightful. there's like 300 people up in that bitch now really isn't that crazy but it's still like small enough where like you I can like get like to I know recognize people, people yeah and, like, I think there's like regular contributors and mm-hmm. then we have regular lurkers mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that yeah um, so you know sometimes people post, post amazing memes and great stories and ideas for the show yep, yep, yep. Uh, so get in on that we love you guys thanks for being part of that uh, special shout out to Tiff who is uh, the With admin our... extraordinaire yeah and uh, she uh, she's pretty great I'm a big fan yeah especially because she's making me an F-bomb yes. a little crochet bomb with oh, the letter F on it that's like that. it's so important for me yes I need uh, to get them out. We can drop that um, on the podcast and you yeah. guys won't know it, but you can just think about it. Um, <laughs> and we are also on Instagram uh, at this podcast. It's haunted. And if you have a lovely story, I mean, uh, this last one wasn't like particularly like ghosty. So like if you even have like just a show related. Man, I don't know. Arguably, it was the most ghosty. Yeah, that's true. It was very. <laughs> but like, anyway, if you have a story that you would like to share with us, um, you can email us at this podcast is haunted at gmail dot com. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Yeah. Just chat with us. We enjoy talking to you all. It blows our mind that you guys are listening at all. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, uh, um. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) See you soon. Bye. Bye.